Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. And Will, here we go again, because on the turntable this week, it's ABBA with Super Trooper. Oh, that really is super. And you really are a trooper. Oh, thank you very much, hon. Uh, Dan, this has to be uh, one of the most significant pop albums we've ever talked about on Track by Track. I mean, that is a that is a huge statement, and I would absolutely agree with it as well. ABBA are iconic. Everything they've done is iconic. But yes, this album, uh, their, their penultimate studio album, uh, full of hits, full of fantastic album tracks. And I'll just get in there straight away. We're talking about it because it turns 40 years old today. 40. It was released the same year I was born. That's lovely. Which uh, one's aged better? Uh, well, I'm not going to get you to answer that, Dan, because I don't <laughs> want to hear the answer. <laughs> I just know what you're going to say. You're a little cheeky scamp, actually. Well, is that because I'm quite a bit younger? Uh, not that much younger, actually. Uh, and something else about today's episode, Will. Of course, it's a celebration. It's a huge milestone. And we didn't want to celebrate it on our own, did we? No. So Benny and Bjorn are with us today. Hello. Oh, we've lost connection. Oh, this... hello. Benny. Anyone there? Benny. Benny, love. They're gone. It's. Oh, th- oh, these are the times we live in, Will. Dear, oh dear. You, you and I, we're doing this remotely. We've obviously, because we're both in the UK, but it's not quite reaching Sweden. But you know what, Will? It's yes. okay. Because we've got some other guests on the episode as well. We have asked some friends of the podcast, uh, some people who perform ABBA songs for a living, to contribute to this episode to share their favourite ABBA songs or ABBA Super Trooper songs with us. So before we go any further, Will... Let's find out who's with us today. And also, let's find out what ABBA means to them. Hi, we're Steps. Hi, I'm Lucy May Barker from the cast of Mamma Mia. Hi, this is Little Boots. Hi, this is Rod Stephen from Bjorn Again. Hi, this is Juliet Inback from Mamma Mia The Party. Hello, this is Rod, also known as Bright Light, Bright Light. Of course, as a creator, a purveyor and a huge enthusiast of pop music, ABBA mean an incredible amount to me. ABBA for me is one of the most important bands, if not the most influential act on me ever, I would say. For me, they just sum up the most perfect pop music. Songs that everyone knows and everyone loves to sing, whether, you know, it's in your car, on a long journey or on a night out with your friends. I think it's fair to say that Steps have had a, a long-serving love affair with ABBA. The step sounds, the harmonies, um, we've been able to enjoy their music, perform their music and cover their music as well. People just don't write songs like Benny and Bjorn write songs. ABBA are the ultimate kings and queens of pop and we have so much to thank them for. And I think without them, um, the music industry will be lost and I don't think we'd even be here if I'm really honest. ABBA had virtually disappeared, so in 1988 I created Bjorn Again, which kick-started a worldwide ABBA revival. I remember getting ABBA Gold actually for, I think it must have been Christmas in 1992. Um, I think my auntie bought it for me. There's so many people can unite and just feel uplifted by this wonderful, instantly relatable and catchy and moving music, but at the same time, the more you dig, the more you find, and there's there's so much contradiction and um, contrast and complication in the music. The iconic sort of two couples. People loved their image and the romantic notion of them being two married couples from far-flung Sweden. There's, there's pain and there's joy and there's dancing and there's sadness. I miss Mamma Mia, the show, so much. Um, I never actually got to finish my run in the West End um, due to COVID closing all the theatres, which are mostly still all closed as well, which brings me more sadness than I can begin to articulate. ABBA must must be included in everybody's soundtrack at some point in their lives, mustn't it? I really don't remember a point in time where I haven't heard ABBA playing in my parents' car on the radio. 
I remember very, very, very vividly this particular song. Um, I think it's the first song that I fell in love with with ABBA. I remember my father had the ABBA video collection and I decided to recreate this dance, which is basically just a shimmy move for my father. I'm not entirely sure how proud he was in that moment in time, um, but that was my first ABBA moment uh, that I remember as a very, very young child. To be singing ABBA songs every night was just, you know, incredible. What a treat. And again, to quote ABBA, I had quite literally the time of my life. <laughs> we were fans growing up and, um, yeah, really exciting to have been part of their story too. As a teenager in Australia in the 1970s, I witnessed ABBA's remarkable rise to fame. Their success continued into the early 1980s with the release of the Super Trooper album. It's just iconic. Uh, everything from the music, the lyrics, the imagery, the presentation, everything. Completely, completely amazing. They're kind of synonymous with music to me. I remember thinking how remarkable that they could sustain this output of classic hits. I mean, what other band has a legacy like this? They absolutely baffle me. And because the songs are just so wonderful and they they just will never die. They're songs that will last forever. Well, we certainly had a giggle listening to some of our track-by-track friends, old and new. But Dan, it does beg the question, what does ABBA mean to you? I mean, ABBA, I think, are probably the basis of of the music that I love. They are, of course, first and foremost, a fantastic pop band, but they've inspired pure pop that we talk about on the podcast like steps and the like they've done fantastic synth work on lay all your love on me that we'll talk about later that's inspired some of the uh, synth pop artists we talk about abba was actually the favorite band of my nanny who sadly passed away uh, at quite a young age but i always feel like you like, had that's... a nanny bloody hell not short of a bubble too were you uh grandparent oh sorry <laughs> yeah no we didn't we didn't have any mum didn't have any help raising me she didn't need it i was i was an angel uh, but I always feel like that's a really nice connection between me and uh, my nanny. And this album is really significant as well, because I remember, I think I started saying that I liked ABBA. It was just like late 90s when everyone was talking about them. It was ABBA Gold was big again. Mama Mia was on its way. Thank ABBA for the music. And my granddad recorded this album from the LP. He recorded it onto a cassette for me. Uh, so this was my first ABBA album as well. What, he did all the vocals? <laughs> Good for him on those harmonies, actually, between the uh, the Agnetta and Frida parts, because they're not easy to do. But, Will, what what does ABBA mean to you? I think uh, I probably don't have as meaningful a connection with ABBA as you and some of our guest artists uh, joining us today. But it means great pop music. I mean, and great times, actually. If I think about ABBA songs, dancing, enjoying ABBA's music... Uh, I think about great celebrations, great weddings. Uh, I think about going to see Mamma Mia with you, actually, uh, which was yeah. a great time, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> I, I believe it. Uh, and just having just so much fun because it's just so joyful. And some of the songs we're going to talk about on this album today are legendary pop songs that and I think a lot more artists than we've even scratched the surface with today would cite that we love would cite ABBA as huge influences definitely uh yeah Mamma Mia of course it's it's I find it fascinating that Mamma Mia a jukebox musical based on the songs of ABBA is now arguably as big as ABBA it's taken on this life of its own hasn't it and yeah we had a fantastic time we saw the 25th anniversary uh, show in London and Benny and Bjorn were there as well and just to be in the same room as Benny and Bjorn that that is a highlight of my life I think and just a small personal highlight of that performance uh, it uh, it was great to see uh, someone I've loved forever uh, Harriet Thorpe who was in one of the original cast of Mamma Mia back on stage in costume performing but also forever known to me as Carol from the British Empire and um, uh, absolutely fabulous and many other things as well. She's just a brilliant com- comedic actress who's still huge in the West End. 
and it's probably worth talking about actually we're you know a lot to get through today but just to mention that of course in that introduction there we had lucy may barker who uh from the cast of mamma mia of course it's not on at the moment is it and it is so heartbreaking that at a time like this when people need joy and uplifting and a good night out we just we can't go to the theater and watch it right now and it is it's such a shame it is such a shame uh, because I think we would happily go to another performance of Mamma Mia right now, and you would probably happily go to another uh, another another serving of Mamma Mia the party as well. Honestly, as I know I've said this to you off air about a hundred times. It's one of the best nights out I have ever 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 had. It's so much fun, and I will definitely be going again when it opens up. I I, I think. Well, I mean, I'm moving house very shortly to Greenwich and it'll be a 10 minute walk away. And I can just see myself going to Mamma Mia the party every weekend. Uh, Dan, and that's a very bold claim to make about being one of the best nights out. You've clearly never been to Porn Idol at Heaven. No, I have. And I would say Mamma Mia the party is one of the best <laughs> nights out I've ever had. Even though Kim Woodburn was judging Porn Idol and that was uh, a very different experience. Don't start. I'd only take my grandma to one of those. <laughs> She does like how clean is your house repeats. Uh, I suppose it was more than more. How clean is your anus that night? <laughs> oh, Dan, question for you. Oh God, no, <laughs> no. We've uh, had such a wholesome start. Let's get back to what we're here for today, and that's to talk about how amazing ABBA are. And um, well, we've talked about what ABBA mean to us, but what about? I can't believe I'm even saying this. What about if someone's never heard of ABBA or doesn't know who ABBA are? Oh, God. You know, I was about to skip over that because I was just already <laughs> assuming we were there with this. So so here we go again. ABBA, Swedish group uh, from Stockholm specifically, uh, formed in 1972. You've got Agnetha, Bjorn, Benny and Anifrid. Uh, ABBA have had a huge... Uh, European international career, uh, which initially went from 1972 to 1983. But since then, they have been loved over and over again with Abba Gold, uh, with Mamma Mia, the musical and the films, uh, with many very affectionate covers, uh, with tributes uh, and just so much more. That's just scratching the surface, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, I, I mean... Genuinely, I'd be so... If there's anyone on, on this planet who doesn't know who ABBA are, get off this planet. Get in the bin. Yeah, definitely. Get in the bin, get in the sea. And a little bit about today's album. So today's featured album on Track by Track. It's Super Trooper, ABBA's seventh studio album. Uh, and this was released in 1980. And Dan, you've already said why we're talking about it today. Uh, there are some big hits, some big ABBA songs to talk about on this album. Uh, and we'll get to them as we come to them. So, shall we get stuck into the album, Will? Oh, I don't know why I just took a really deep breath, like we're about to embark on something quite significant. What well, I really do think we are. So thank God we've got some help with this one. And to introduce side one, track one, over to our very good friend and incredible pop musician in his own right, it's Bright Light, Bright Light. So I am very proud to be able to introduce the song that kicks off this iconic ABBA album for you. Um, the lyrics of the song, weirdly, they became very personal over the years. So as a touring musician, I spent an awful lot of time on the road. And listening to this song uh, back in the day was really strange thinking how sh she could be so alone uh, doing a job that she loves. But having spent maybe like three to seven months of the year on the road, very far away from friends and family, uh, it became very apparent how you can feel like that um it's an incredible song it sounds so joyful it's very very sad which is the thing that abba do absolutely better than anybody else in the world so i am thrilled to introduce to you super trooper the title track of this incredible album super trooper beams are gonna blind me but i won't feel blue like i always do or somewhere in the crowd there I was sick and 
So a huge thank you there to Bright Light, Bright Light for introducing that song. Will, how is that for your album opener today? Well, I think if our singing was anything to go by, we should be making a karaoke version of this week's episode because I think we're going to be singing ourselves all the way home tonight uh, with every track of this album. Uh, what a start to the album. First of all, title track, track one on the album. Brilliant. But this is, oh, I don't know, even know where to start, actually. Is this one of their biggest tracks? Is this one of their most well-known tracks? I mean, I think it probably is, but then you, I was thinking this, uh, well, I've been thinking this while I've been writing notes and whatnot for this album. They've just got so many that, yes, it is, but also so is a lot of other stuff on here and a lot of other stuff they've done. It's just, oh, well, we, so much gushing to be done today. This, Dan, this was such a huge hit. It was number one in the UK uh, and, in fact, number one all over Europe. I'm not even going to name the countries it was number one in, but it was massive. And it did very well in the States as well. Yeah, they were huge. They were huge around the world, weren't they? And it's just so obvious why. And this one, I think it's... What I love about this one is it's just lyrically... Lyrically! It's, it's all about the perils of being on tour. And, yet yeah, it's delivered with that upbeat poppy uh, style and it's just that wonderful pop melancholy that that we love anyway but that ABBA do just they I think ABBA wrote the rule book for it and they just do it so well on this song the juxtaposition of the chimey music and those lyrics about all I do is eat and sleep and sing wishing every show was the last show I mean that you know it must there must be tor- turmoil and trouble on tour but god I would love to see ABBA live I uh, should also mention um the 18s. This was a the 18 second single, and it did amazingly in Sweden. It got to number two in Sweden when it was released as well. Uh, we won't play a clip now because I don't want to sully uh, the pureness of this episode. But imagine a very uh, a high energy pop version of this track. In fact, yeah, definitely do go and listen to that first 18s album because I loved what they did. I, I as as an ABBA fan just getting into them at that time to then have a new band bringing the ABBA music in the current sort of sounding like what was hot at the moment with like steps and things like that it was they were great to have around weren't they and it's worth mentioning that this track uh like every other track on the album was written and produced by benny and bjorn yeah that's the only time we're going to say that this episode isn't it we don't need to we don't need to go into that detail this time around it's nice and clean mm, which is lovely um and also will do you know what a super trooper is i don't i know what stormtrooper is We'll come to that next. Uh, a super trooper is actually the spotlight that uh, that shines on them when they're on stage. And I learned that from the ABBA exhibition in the Southbank Centre, as narrated by Jarvis Cocker. Ah, oh, Jarvis Cocker, friend of the podcast. Well, I think that's the first time we've mentioned him, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, when we eventually do a pulp album, which is inevitable, uh, different class, obviously, uh, we will come to him. Uh, and Dan, you've been to the Abbey Museum in Sweden as well. Yes, I a little bit obsessed because I've been to the Swedish one, been to the Southpark Centre one, and then I think there's a new one at the O2, which I haven't been to yet, but I fully intend to go to. I also went to Mamma Mia the party in Sweden, and it wasn't until I was getting on the plane to go over there that I, I looked into it and realised that actually the whole show, other than the songs, all of the speaking was in Swedish, which I don't speak. So it was a very interesting experience. But regardless of that, I had the best night ever. How did you cope? Did you have somebody there to help you feel comfortable with the Swedish tongue? I was definitely given a helping hand by one of the uh, lovely waiters. And they were very, very uh, friendly and helpful. Oh, absolutely gorgeous. And we've mentioned Mamma Mia and the, uh, the power of Mamma Mia. Of course, this song appeared in Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, right at the end of the film in that, frankly, bizarre scene (laughs) where the cast dead and alive of, well, not the cast dead and alive, the characters dead and alive, I should say, of both films appeared together in a huge party with them from the past and them from the future. Um, As a Back to the Future fan as well, I thought it was absolutely amazing. I mean, by rights, the uh, world should have imploded with that because it was not only dead and alive characters, it was also younger and older versions of the same person were in that scene. It was And, and Cher. And Cher, who was younger and older. 
both at the same time. Legend. <laughs> love her. Love her. It's, it's so fun. I love that film. Right. Enough gushing about this song. And track two now. This is The Winner Takes It All. If it makes you feel bad Seeing me so tense No self-confidence But you see The winner takes it So the winner takes it all there, uh, Dan. And I loved how you made me... We always listen to the track. And I loved how you made me switch off the track and just sing it a cappella. Well, it's, it's just... It just begs to be sung out, doesn't it? And when, when I do sing it out loud, I do imagine myself as Meryl Streep stood on that mountainside with a scarf in my hand. I, I imagine you as Jennifer Saunders doing the same thing, <laughs> but overacting and mugging to the camera incredibly. I mean, that is very me, very on brand. <laughs> is so, this one of the most heartbreaking songs of all time, Will? Yes, it really is, isn't it? It's to say it's an epic, grandois, grandiose, not grandoise, that's not a word, <laughs> song. It's just <laughs> phenomenal. And I think it's, I don't know, it says a lot about this album that this huge, heartbreaking track is only track two yeah just this idea that this is performed by a newly divorced couple and the ex-husband has written it for the ex-wife to sing just the idea of that you know my parents are divorced i can't imagine them getting together afterwards to write a lovely pop song uh but this was of course part of being part of abba part of being abba in its essence hmm uh, yeah, I I know quite a few uh, uh, separated couples, divorced couples, and if I imagine them trying to sing this song together, it'd just be a massive fist fight. Fists everywhere. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and musically, of course, this is a ballad, but while ABBA are, ABBA are pop music, this is so organic, the piano the strum of the guitar, the kind of steady beat. It's worlds away from things like voulez Vu or Gimme, 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 but it is still a pure pop ballad, which I absolutely I love that they can do both sides of pop music so well. And Dan, congratulations. I didn't think we could get any more hyperbolic on this episode, but saying ABBA is pop music, I think is probably the furthest we can take it. I stand by it, Will. Completely stand by it. And we referenced uh, this from the film as well. Uh, And it's a huge moment in the film, isn't it? It is. And Meryl performs it so stunning. Because Agnetta's version is, of course, it's iconic. And it's her story as well. And she performs it. She's, you know, just one of the world's best pop singers there's ever been. And she performs it incredibly. So then for Meryl to then take it and give it such a wonderful performance is great. Did you did you see that Bjorn and Benny actually said that I think Meryl did it in one take and I think they said the song is hers now, which is a little bit insulting to Anita. <laughs> that would be honest. a real slap in the face. But uh, then they said the same thing about Fernando. They said that shares now. So I think they're just giving the song, they're just ripping the songs out of the girls' hands and giving Benny them away. Benny and no, Bjorn, sh- well done for saying the right things to the right ladies. <laughs> yes, that's how to get by. But yeah, Meryl's performance of it. And actually, of course, we, we saw Mamma Mia sing it live on stage. It's a very, it's a big part of the show, isn't it? It's a huge, it's a huge part of the show. This was the first single to be released from the album. And it's safe to say it went down an absolute storm. Uh, once again, number one in the UK and many places uh, in the motherland. Number two, though. Hmm. And do you know, well, just because I've, we've been so positive on this episode, if I had to make one teeny tiny slightly negative remark on this song i would just pick up on the line i figured it made sense building me a fence that's it that's that's all can i just mention a few other people that have covered this song please do obviously share on dancing queen yeah beverly beverly craven from back in the early 90s oh yeah and the one and only susan boyle and I remember Abba Mania from 1999. 
Uh, how could uh, you? How could you let me? You would. You can't. You don't let me forget it. I don't because I make you watch it every Saturday night with me. <laughs> I think this. If anyone didn't see or hasn't heard of it, Abermania was an ITV one-off ITV show where the big pop stars and a few soap stars of the time performed Abba songs. You had Steps. You had a Bewitched. Uh, you had Boy George, and you had Martin McCutcheon. But covering this song, you had the Cause. Ah, oh, the lovely ladies from the Cause. Mm. Uh, not Jim Core though, because he uh, is anti-mask. Hmm. So we're anti-Jim. And it's not a cover, but a wonderful uh, pastiche, if you like, or um, tribute to the song, Steps One for Sorrow, which quite heavily is influenced by the melody of this song. Uh, quite peckish now, actually, you've said that, because I really do fancy a Cornish, uh, Cornish pastiche. <laughs> Well, while you pop to Greg's. And chew on one of those. Next track, yeah. Come on then, Dan. What is it? This one, actually. I'm going to let a new friend of the podcast introduce this one. Over to Bjorn again. The next song is on and on and on. Even though this song was not a major hit, I personally loved it. The message, I believe, is simply about being positive and trying to rise above any setbacks you may encounter in life. I loved the punchy rhythm. The musicians and audio technicians in ABBA were world-class. I also loved the Beach Boys-inspired backing vocals. This song goes over really well at a Bjorn Again concert. It's a real dance floor stomper. I said, who are you to talk about him? Dan, that song goes on and on and on. It always reminds me of you, that one, actually. Uh, but a huge thank you to Rod from Bjorn again for introducing that one for us as well. What a lovely pair of rods we've had on uh, the podcast this week. Of course, yeah. And I was lucky enough to see Bjorn again play this one live last year. Um, and I've seen Bjorn again quite a few times. They are, you, you'll read it a lot, but they are the closest thing to seeing ABBA that you can do right now um or not actually right now because there's no gigs but you know what I mean um and it was just so fantastic because I think the first few times I'd seen them it wasn't on the set list and then they added this one and also Eagle onto the set and just hearing this song live just it was a moment what what happened I danced my socks off Will um but that is what you get for wearing sandals and socks to a gig (laughs) Jesus Creepers Hmm. Shit flickers. Uh, <laughs> um, this song is one of those songs where if you're a slightly more casual ABBA fan, like myself, you when you read the title, you think, oh, I don't know this one. And then the, the, the it starts to play and then you remember the chorus. Uh, and, yeah. then you go, and then you go wild. And you were going wild, you know, even though we're not recording in person together, we were having a dance together to this song. We were dancing together and it was absolutely lovely. I'd uh, taped an iPad to a uh, dummy that I got from a closing down department store. Uh, so when the song was on, I had you on FaceTime on the iPad and I was prancing around the room with you. You say dummy, I'd say it was more of a blow up doll, but... Uh... Uh, you say <laughs> potato, I say tomato. Yes, like you said, this was a single, but it wasn't on Abba Gold. It did appear on more Abba Gold, though. And that's where I first heard this one, because my dad had that CD. Uh, and I long-term borrowed it from his collection. But another thing I love as well, I love how, you know, my love of Abba, as I said before, it came from my granddad and my nanny, but also it came from my dad. Also, I long-term borrowed the Abba Gold cassette from my grandma's car on the other side of the family. So, you know, the whole family love Abba, don't they? Oh, it's it's... Fun for all the family. Uh, so also, Dan, I think it's worth at this point talking about Abacadabra, uh, which was a creation from Almighty Records, who had a very lovely uh, uh, niche in high energy covers uh, and re-recordings of pop songs. And they had a great line in ABBA songs as well. And if you check out their uh, their 
We Love ABBA series, you will find lots of extremely high energy. You want to get that little bottle out, Dan, if you're uh, watching the, or listening to those. Uh, I've, I've got that. It's always in my pocket. You might want to whip off your shirt. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> uh, actually, this is just a interesting behind-the-scenes tidbit from Track by Track. Is uh, Once we get to the midpoint in the album, Dan always takes his shirt off. It's a ritual. It's a good look charm. Uh, but yeah, Abacadabra, check out some of those almighty high-energy covers, uh, which uh, this is one of the ones that they have done as well. That's what I liked. I, I did have the, a double CD of Abacadabra, and I did like that they did some of these deeper cuts as well as the big hits. But this in itself is a great, it's one of the dancier songs, isn't it? That rhythm is so upbeat. And just the lyrics, like you said, of on and on and on, it's so instant and catchy. And it goes into the verses as well. I love the line about... Uh, I said, who am I and who are, no, I said, who am I, I said, who am I and who are you and who are we? Um, I had to sing it to get it right. But, um, and also the vocoder, this one, I think, Will, tell me if I'm wrong. I think Cher could do a banging version of this one on her, on her next ABBA album. Well, and, you know, Cher, do get in touch because I know she listens to the podcast. Uh, she's probably already uh, recorded the second ABBA album and it's probably sat somewhere waiting to go. So it'd be lovely to know if it was on there or not. Or, well, if it's not, her third Abba album. <laughs> They're just going to keep coming now, aren't they? For Christmas. <laughs> uh, or we could yet be surprised. I mean, it's only November, isn't it? Is it November? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's only November, so there's still time for a surprise release. And that's lovely. <laughs> Okay, track four now, and to introduce this one, over two, we mentioned before how I am obsessed with Mamma Mia! The Party, and from Mamma Mia! The Party, it's Julia Imbach. Next up is Andante Andante. I really love this song. It's really sweet and romantic and relaxing, so enjoy. Just let the feeling grow Make your fingers Soft and light Let your body Be the velvet of the night Touch my soul So thank you very much there to Julia. As I, I'm not going to go on any more about Mummy of the Party, but I just will say I cannot wait to see Julia and the rest of the cast back where they belong in that taverna because uh, it's going to make 2020 all seem worthwhile that I got through it just to get back there. And Dan, the title for this song, this is this is what I screamed at you when you uh, once again overcooked the broccoli. Al dente, al dente. <laughs> well, congratulations, Will. I think you saved your... Worst joke for one of our best episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I was thinking of that on the tube earlier and I was laughing to myself and the person opposite me did give me a funny look. Oh, did you tell them what it was all about? Yeah, they didn't seem that enthused about track by track. We would take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. It's not for everyone. No, 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 no. So, Dan, also, I'm just going to throw another thing into this song as well. What a great time to talk about the fantastic artwork on the album. Really? Uh, I mean, we had to do it at some point, and this feels like as good a time as any. And this is uh, ABBA. They are in the spotlight. They're all wearing white, where they've got a massive crowd of people around them who are all wearing black. You've got some people dancing in the background, doing a kind of star shape, star fishing in the background. Uh, they're definitely the, the centre of attention. It's an iconic look, isn't it? And of course, we said before, Super Trooper is the spotlight. And there there they are, Abba, in the spotlight, uh, in the middle where of... They, where they belong. Yeah. And I suppose the, the circus was was their life for a while, being on the road, performing. I guess if maybe I was to take an alternate reading, it's quite a claustrophobic cover because they're mm. sort of crowded into the middle there. So you could argue maybe at this point as well, they're feeling stuck in the spotlight. I think that'd be a great way to put it, Will. Mm. And Will, do we even need to do 
Font watch. No, it's it's ABBA. It's the font. It's the iconic logo. The logo uh, with ni- the back to front bees. And Dan, what what are your opinions? Do you like do you like it back to front? Well, I think the great thing about this is you've got it back to front and and front to back as well, and I'm I like both. Both ways. Yeah. Ah, good for you. On to the track itself, and I'm clearly not a huge fan of this track, but that's not to give it a disservice at all. I think for me, it's I always need to jump on something. Yes. Probably why that poor man on the tube was giving you a funny look. Were you about to pounce? No, no, not this time. Uh, so Andante, Andante, Andante uh, translates to slow. And I think this that gives this song quite a slow and quite sensual Ooh. feeling, which you don't often get with an Apple track, do you, really? They, they're not scared to talk about their feelings, but this is um, quite more open and honest about uh, a physical connection. And speaking of which, Dan... Have you ever had it away to an ABBA song? I did have on and on and on on repeat once, and uh, it's quite a long night. Um, or money, money, money. A very different experience. Anyway, we could go on with uh, cheap jokes uh, linking prostitution and sex to ABBA songs, but we won't. We'll write a musical about it instead. We're better than that. <laughs> well. Marginally. But I think the thing about this one, Will, that I really do like, I think that harmonies from all four members actually are fantastic in this one. Uh, And of course, this one does appear in Here We Go Again, sung by Lily James. Track number five now. And this, I don't know if this is grammatically correct. Me and I. Sometimes when I'm mad, there's a part of me that seems to be a little sad. Sometimes when I scream, there's a voice in me And I there, and Dan, question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think ABBA were ahead of their time? Um, oh God, that's a really good question. I mean, in some ways, I suppose definitely because they paved the way for a lot of pop music and certainly a lot of Scandinavian pop music. So, that, yeah, they, they must have been. I, I feel like they're the kind of bands that maybe didn't feel like it at the time because the 70s was just full of acts that were huge in kind of their look they were huge with color and uh just how they presented themselves was as big as their sound wasn't it so i would say definitely yes but it's more of a hindsight thing what about you i think i think yes and i was just thinking about you know we've talked a lot on the new music drop this year every saturday about synth music synth wave in particular as you know something that's very very in very popular at the moment and there's a lot in this track that isn't too far away from that uh with you know the production uh some of the treatment on the vocals as well and just how epic it feels yeah definitely an epic feeling to this one i actually think this one has more in common with uh the visitors the album that came next where they went even more into some of the synths and the kind of experimenting with uh, vocal production and things like that. Um, but I'm I'm absolutely obsessed with this song at the minute, Will. You know, sometimes when we're getting ready for an episode and we revisit an album and then just a song that you've heard a few times before suddenly becomes a favourite. Mm. That's what's happened with this one for me. I just can't stop playing it. I love the excitement of getting ready for a new episode of Track by Track, the recording of a new episode of Track by Track, because it does you do approach it with a completely fresh ear and you start listening to some of the B-sides, remixes, maybe some tracks that are kind of lost and not featured. And you have a new appreciation for an album, I think, because you you approach it in a different way. Because you're you're appreciative and critical at the same time as well, and you just try and absorb as much and process as much as possible. Definitely, and I think because this wasn't a single, it just it, I always knew it was an album track, and it was it was you know absolutely nothing wrong with it. It was fine, but like you said, just going into it with a different view, I'm just completely taken aback by how incredible Frida's vocal is in this one. It's just so 
to the point and she really owns it. And there's a fantastic live version of this song from a TV special they did, Abba Meets Dick Cavett in 1981. Uh, and some of the tracks appear on some of the uh, box sets and things like that that came afterwards. And the performance of this song, again, not only am I listening to the album version, I'm watching on YouTube that performance. I must have watched it 10 times in the last couple of days. Well, I, th- I think he I think he liked it, Listers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So track number six now. Should we have a countdown? Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Happy oh, New Year. Happy New Year. There's nothing better than that New Year than two men taking turns. Will, first of all, Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year. Happy 2021. Oh, finally. Let's hope, it. it's be- let's hope it's better than 2020. And I did notice, even though we are recording remotely, I did notice that you did let something off at the end of that countdown. I couldn't help myself, Dan. Um, and you know me, I do like a big explosion. But the worst thing about that is the cleanup afterwards. Those streamers get everywhere. <laughs> so happy new year um so there was an original title while they were working on this track which is something you say every year i know dan daddy don't get drunk on christmas day <laughs> well if only you knew how true that was <laughs> oh, well, i was gonna say but it's strange because you don't actually see your father on christmas day so i don't know who you're talking to that is come in very different ways all shapes and sizes. Yes, and that's... Uh... And that's lovely for you. Mm. Uh, so this is part of my New Year's repertoire now, where I have a New Year's playlist if we've just, obviously, party party days long behind me, but if we've got a few people over for some drinks and nibbles and a few grown-up games, uh, this is on the playlist. Uh, and Dan, Dan, I was just thinking, actually, have we ever spent New Year's together? I don't think we have, actually. No, because I normally like to start the new year afresh in a very positive way. So I think I purposefully try and do something without you being there. Well, that's extremely offensive, Dan. And <laughs> I was going to say something really nice, actually, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Oh no! Please, actually. please no. say it well, please. I just, I just, I was going to say, you know, there would be no better person to spend the new year with than oh, my God. podcasting colleague. Oh, yes, it would be lovely to spend it with a great associate like you. So uh, maybe next year. Yes, not this year, obviously. Um, well, we don't know. We don't know what situation we're going to be in next month. Mm. But, well, I'm so glad that it makes it onto your New Year playlist because I think it, it seems strange to say it, but I think this is almost underrated as an ABBA song because it's ABBA doing Happy New Year is, you know, two massive events coming together. But I don't really think this gets the airplay or the radio play that it deserves because, you know, throughout December, the TV is full of Slade and Wizard and the same old songs year after year, which don't get me wrong, I absolutely love. But this should be on there as well. And it's you don't see it as much, do you? No. And I think, Dan, if we had this radio show that we keep trying to get for ourselves, and we had a pre-recorded New Year's Eve episode. We would definitely include this in the playlist. Absolutely. And it, it just, it, uh, this song actually gives me goosebumps because I think this, they've captured so beautifully that the, the feeling of the new year. Uh, and and it's, it's, again, there's that melancholy there, but it's got those ABBA flourishes that just everything that you'd expect from an ABBA song. And, and yeah, I just, and, and, particularly actually the harmonies in this one are so fantastic. I do get bumpy all over. And Dan, this has charted many times uh, in Scandinavia for ABBA. Uh, And this has charted within the top 40 uh, in Sweden and Norway, in 
1999, 2000, 2007, 2008, 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Good. I'd actually such, love to be... Such is its significance as a New Year song. Yeah. So actually, maybe from what I said before, maybe it's actually just in the UK that we don't really, haven't really picked up on it as much as we should. And actually, I might be wrong. I don't even think it was on more Abba Gold. So maybe that's part of the reason for it as well. But I'd Why love not? to Why be... Not? I don't know. It's quite strange, isn't it? It's not it's right. Not, it's not right. And it's not okay. Um, I would love to be at Mamma Mia the Party on New Year's Eve and for them to perform this as a one-off. That if, if, if anyone's listening from Mamma Mia the Party, that would be great. Only because you want to grab one of those blonde, muscly waiters and uh, have a New Year's kiss. Well, no comment. I don't uh, know if they're. I don't know if they're blonde and muscly. They just are in my head. <laughs> just, uh, your head's just filled with blonde, muscly men, isn't it? Uh, and that's lovely. Will this song and "Old Lang Syne" aside, I'm thinking of two other songs about New Year. Can you name them? Uh, Sugar Babes. Yep. And... And you do know it. Oh, God. Dan. No, go on, tell me. It's Hurts, All I Want for Christmas is New Year's Day. Oh, as previously featured on the podcast. Um, Absolutely. And Sugar Babes, that track, coming soon. Featured, yeah. If you're lucky. Do hold your breath. So, on to the next song now, and to introduce this one from the cast of Mamma Mia in the West End, it's Lucy May Barker. So, the song our last summer was, um, gosh, I'd be waiting behind the set, ready to come on uh, every night in Mamma Mia. And, uh, yeah, waiting behind the set at the point in the show when our last summer was being sung, and... I mean, I did well over a thousand shows of Mamma Mia, which means that I have listened to the song Our Last Summer well over a thousand times as well. So I could probably sing it word for word and will probably be able to do that every day for the rest of my life. Um, (laughs) A funny memory for me is me and my mate David, who worked backstage as one of the carpenters on the show, both of us uh, would always sing morning croissants at the top of our lungs, uh, which because it's just so, it's such a funny, it's such a funny, specific, brilliant line in the song. And I love it. And now every single time I see or eat a croissant, which, you know, is, is relatively often because who doesn't love a croissant? Every time I see a croissant, I think of David. So... Yeah, Abba's Our Last Summer will forever hold meaning for me in the form of croissants. So a huge thank you there to Lucy May Barker. Just can't, I said it before, cannot wait to be back in a theatre in the West End, seeing incredible performers like her and just enjoying the music of ABBA. Uh, what a lovely track. Uh, it's so melancholy and reflective, like you would do when you think back to a, a memorable summer. And unfortunately this year we didn't have a very memorable summer. Oh, I don't want to remember this one at all. I'd like to delete it from memory if possible. Particularly that week we went away for. Yes, actually. Yeah, the only thing that I think I liked that we did together during that holiday was the morning croissants. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the song, uh, Dan? It's Yeah, like you said, I love love how it's looking back. I love the detail in the lyrics of this song and how the, all the specificities, is specificities even a word? Specificities. It is now. 
Yeah, I think I think they do that wonderfully. You, it really paints a picture of the last summer. Uh, also, what I love about this song is that it that it's one of the Mamma Mia songs that wasn't on Abba Gold, so it was kind of given a new lease of life through the musical and then through the film. Um, what do you think to it, Will? I like it. It's a bit slower, but I like the melancholy in it. I have to say again, wonderful vocal from Frida. Uh, my next door neighbour used to have a dog called Frida. Really? Mm. Was it a red setter? No, it was a St Bernard. Oh, lovely. I was just thinking of Frida's hair in the 80s. <laughs> red tint. Uh, it was more like a uh, King Charles Cavalier. <laughs> anyway, we're basically just naming dogs now. So uh... yeah, That's for our other podcast. Bitch by bitch. <laughs> let's move on before you say something you can't take back yes so track number eight the piper So the piper there, and Dan, isn't that what they used to call you at boarding school? <laughs> you used to like go to go back to your dorm at lunchtime and uh, have a quick blast on your flute. No, they call me Billy Piper because I'm such a big fan of hers. <laughs> uh, because they wanted to. Because they wanted to. Good for to. them. Uh, so Dan, that's obviously loosely based on the Pied Piper, and you could definitely hear that in the uh, instrument. And for those of you that can't see me, which is everyone that's listening, uh, I'm trying to play a flute. Rob's blowing woodwind, uh, which is a quite a strange thing to be looking at through FaceTime. Uh, you looked me directly in the eye, and it was uh, a different experience. And uh, woodwind's his nickname. This, for me, Will, this is the definite album track of the album. Mm. I think it's, it's, it's ABBA, so it's a great pop song, but definitely an album track. And that's fine. But uh, I love the fact that it is, it's got a really different sound to it and it almost feels a lot more organic than, you know, maybe one of the other tracks we were listening to earlier. Definitely. And I, I do think that even as ABBA got older and their music became more mature... They still liked to have playful songs on their albums, even on The Visitors that came next, which turns 40 next year, Will, by the way. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. Um, there's playful stuff on there as well. Young at Heart, track number nine now. And to introduce this one, it is Friends of the Podcast, Steps. Next up is Abba's Lay All Your Love On Me. I think Abba's been there for, for, so, for so many years and through so many different memories. And it's almost like the soundtrack to a lot of people's lives um, and it, it actually it's a soundtrack to my life because when we recorded Lay All, All Your Love On Me for Abermania back in 1999 I actually married the the person teaching me the dance routine so Johnny was one of our original steps dancers and he taught me this routine and um, we all had dancers that, that were um, working with us and, and he was mine and um, yeah, I just recently found the clip on YouTube. So that's one to show the children and just lovely memories of, of 1999 and meeting my hubby. So a huge thank you there to Lisa from Steps. Dan, wasn't this what you said to the boy from the chip shop when he finally got some annual leave uh, and he managed to check into that travel lodge uh, for a night? <laughs> You're sadly mistaken. <laughs> uh, what a banger. 
And is the is the chorus of this song one of the greatest ever choruses in a pop song? Yes, undeniably, undoubtedly, yes. And this is, I think, also one of the best synth disco songs ever. You're right. You're so right. This is it's a huge banger. It's the it's my favourite song on the album. Just going to say that. I don't know about you, Dan. Well, I mean, currently it's me and I. Like I say, I'm just obsessed with it. But I think in terms of long term. Uh, it probably is this one. Uh, yeah, it's because it, of that synth sound that you and I love so much. It's perfect. Of course, it again, it, it's it's everything we love about ABBA. It's wonderful lyrics. It's delivered with fantastic vocals. And of course, Steps covered this one on ABBA Mania. And it is, they, you know, they made it their own. Sound like Louis Walsh. Um, <laughs> but they really did. And there was a story about Bjorn's daughter when she first heard Steps said to him, ABBA sound like steps. And he said, no, steps sound like ABBA. Wow. Now, this one, of course, does also feature in Mamma Mia. Will, this was your favourite scene in the show, wasn't it? Which scene was it again? Obviously, I'm not an aficionado. Don't don't pretend you don't know. It's when all the boys get changed into their tight swimming costumes and trunks and whatnot. Oh, Dan, when you said the word tight, you had a tear in your eye then. Honestly, absolutely. (laughs) They certainly know how to pick the cast for Mamma Mia. Yes. What a job that must be. What an eye-watering, eye-opening experience that must be. <laughs> and if anyone fancies joining the cast of Mamma Mia in one of those roles, do send us a swimwear photo <laughs> at Trap or Drag UK. <laughs> no, I can't take it back. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> But in the show, this is one of my favourite songs of the show because there's a wonderful moment where the stag party and the hen party collide and the vocals as they come together are fantastic. It's a bit of a to and fro, isn't it? It's really, really good. This was a single. But Dan, it's one of your favourites. It was a very restricted uh, release. It was a 12-inch. And I know how you feel about that. Well, especially in those tight speedos. <laughs> <laughs> So we're on to the last song of the album. It's a really great album closer. And to introduce this one, another of our favourite electro-pop disco acts, it's Little Boots. Next up is the song As Old Friends Do, which is a beautiful album closer. Um, And I chose this because, well, partly because I absolutely love the recording on the 1979 Live at Wembley album, which has become one of my favourite albums ever. Uh, such an incredible I don't usually like live albums but the energy in that recording is just amazing um but there's a beautiful recording of it there which I think is the same as on this album uh and it's a great song because it's it's not a love song it's a love song to friendship and you can really feel that they mean it now and they're at this point it's it's kind of the best post-breakup song ever um and it's a hymn almost you know it's anthemic it's this ballad it starts off with the um the accordion which is you know Benny's so wonderful at and it really goes back to those roots of kind of Swedish and Scandinavian folk music um and it's beautiful and sad and it's about life and death and friendship and things beginning and ending and I just think it's it's a really special song and it gives me hope that um you know, this is how they feel and maybe there is hope that they will do something together again. So it makes me hopeful for an ABBA reunion. huge thank you there to Little Boots for introing that one and I couldn't have said it any better it feels like a hymn that song doesn't it it does feel like a hymn or a her I think it's a stunning end to the album and also just it's so strange in the best possible way 
that it's the live version of the song that they have on here. As far as I'm aware, there isn't a studio version of this. It's just the live version taken from uh, one of their Wembley shows the year before. And I just love this idea that actually the live version said it all. It didn't need to go into the studio to do it. And probably they couldn't have got that that performance from the studio. And I think the vocals are incredible. And I love that kind of electric uh, synth behind the track as well. Yeah. it's. I think um, this is definitely a song close to the hearts of the band because when they have performed together... I think twice within the last decade or something like that, they've just done a song or a song or two together at a couple of small events. And this, I think, has definitely been performed once, maybe twice uh, recently. And I, I, I love the idea that it means so much to them because despite everything that they went through, their relationships, their huge successes, at the end of it all, they are old friends. And I think that's kind of a really beautiful sentiment. And for them, ABBA is friendship. And what a lovely way to end the album proper there. But we've got some further listening. Uh, Dan, what are the parameters for our Super Trooper further listening? We are continuing, of course, we're sticking with this album. We're continuing to celebrate Super Trooper and the songs from and around it. And if you don't mind, Will, I'm going to go first. Oh, okay. Go on then. I would love for us to hear one of the B-sides from this album. This is... Elaine. So that was the lovely Elaine there. And what I love about this song is that it's quite similar to Me and I in the fact that the synths are definitely there, but it's not an electro song. It feels quite more organic, more natural uh, in the music, but it's quite relentless as well. I love how frenetic it is. And I think, is it about Elaine Page? I think it is, which is obviously wonderful because then she would go on to sing... I know him so well from chess. So what a lovely uh, coincidence that was. But I love the pace of it. It's great. Yeah, it really is. Um, and I love uh, an ABBA song named after someone. Elaine, Fernando, Chikatita, Barry. All fantastic songs. <laughs> Will, what have you gone for? I've gone a little bit left field with this. And a cover, but a very track by trackable cover of one of the songs on this album. And Dan, I think it'll raise a smile from your face for once. I'm sure it will. <laughs> so this is The Winner Takes It All, and this is Kylie and Danny. The winner takes it all standing small Beside the victory So that was Kylie and Danny Minogue and the winner takes it all. And Dan, there's some interesting additional personnel involved in this track. So first of all, I believe, and I know Ian listens, so Ian Masterson, please confirm that it's you behind the production on this track. But it also features the BBC Concert Orchestra. Uh, And this was from the soundtrack of the BBC, the Jonathan Harvey penned Olivia Coleman starring sitcom Beautiful People uh, from back in 2008. Um, So uh, do check the soundtrack out. It's not on streaming services, but it is available. Uh, It is out there. What do you think, Dan? I think it was great. I mean, like you said, it's so track by trackable. Abba... And Kylie and Danny colliding is wonderful. But also I love that we've just brought in the relationship between ABBA and Australia because that was huge. Of course, ABBA the movie was set there. Muriel's Wedding and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert made there. And 
you know, both being a huge part of the ABBA revival, um, I think Australian ABBA fans are some of the biggest ABBA fans out there. And hopefully they appreciated that cover as well. Uh, also, Dan, uh, I discovered that someone we know who's a huge ABBA fan does not like the film Muriel's Wedding. Yes. Don't name someone, names. someone very close to you, actually, Dan. Oh, we're out, we're out of, of time. time. <laughs> so oh, we've had a good chat, haven't we? We really have. It's just always the best time talking about ABBA. Hopefully you've enjoyed it as well. Do let us know at Track by Track UK. A huge thank you to everyone that took part and contributed towards this episode. There's so much love for ABBA out there. It's so great to hear everything. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please do leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And our new music drop is back again on Saturday for more great new music, whether it be pop, dance, synthwave, electronic, indie, rock, whatever. Whatever, it'll be there. Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to what's coming up on our next episode of Track by Track proper next Tuesday? Absolutely. It's such a a change in sound next week. We are celebrating the 20th anniversary of the third album, by a huge British DJ and producer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the one I'm editing at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, we recorded an episode before this one that's what? <laughs> so, until next time. I've been Little Boots. I've been Rod or Bright Eye, Bright Eye. I've been Rod Stephen from Beyond Again. I've been Lucy May Barker. I've been Julian Back. From Mamma Mia the Party. I've been Dan. And I've been Will. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, hopefully that's a really lovely episode. Probably not. <laughs>